This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before we get to today's Browns Film Breakdown podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, I want to talk to you guys about what is happening over at 8sleep.com. Talking about sleep, guys, Harvard John Hopkins did a recent study that says chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease, all of which nobody wants. We need eight hours of sleep. I don't always get it, but we need it. I can tell you right now, whenever I am restless, can't sleep, it is due to temperature. It's one of the biggest problems. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or you're too cold. So I want to tell you guys about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It's developed by a leading sleep researcher after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation, sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. Learns your sleep habits, adjust the temperature automatically. That means if you have cold bed, your partner likes the bed warm, however it should be. Now you can have both set at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer, deeper, so you wake up refreshed, ready to take on the world. Celebrate Independence Day, get a gravity cooling blanket plus free sleeping pod. Shipping with your pod purchase is a $300 value and it's free. Offer ends Monday, July 8th. Visit 8sleep.com slash bluewire. Again, you guys will get a free gravity cooling blanket plus free shipping with your pod purchase, a $300 value free. That's 8sleep.com slash bluewire, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash bluewire. All right, guys. We'll be right back with the pod. This is Blue Wire. Welcome into Browns Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, writer for the OBR and writer for Cleveland.com. Coming at you guys on Independence Day week. Hopefully, you have had a chance to look at and view some of the magnanimous amount of work I put out last week for Cleveland.com. Switching up my role there, trying to write a little bit more uh, frequently, three to four times a day. Hopefully, it's not overwhelming your timeline, overwhelming your entire outlook on who I am as a writer. Hopefully not. Hopefully you guys enjoy them. If not, give me feedback. I always appreciate that. We are, uh, looks like we are going into the last few weeks of football deprivation. The only piece of news for the entire week we got as Berea has been shut down is that Kareem Hunt is still active in his social life. The situation there, I don't have much to say about it. Looks like he was out, got in an altercation with friends. It could have been horsing around. Who knows? I'm not, a, I'm not one to tell another man how to live his life. I do know that if you're in the situation he's in, an extremely exceptional athlete, one of the best running backs in the NFL, trying to truly repair his image, going out downtown Cleveland and getting yourself in situations where somebody could think that you're doing those things is... Um, it's not smart, I would say. I mean, again, I'm not going to tell Kareem how to live his life. If he can go out and have a social life, he's in his 20s. I get that. You want to have a social life. 
But uh, if you know, if you're going out in your sort of hometown region, you're going to be dealing with some things. And if you get in any kind of trouble, the police might be there. Any type of skirmishes, whether um, innocuous or not, they're going to draw attention. And what happened with him at Barley House on Saturday night after Richard Higgins bowling uh, charity event, it was at least newsworthy to the folks that were there. And it was newsworthy enough that the cops came over and had a discussion with him. No charges were pressed. This might not mean anything to his Browns situation, but I do know that he is somebody who has outwardly admitted he wants to get help for alcohol and anger management. And it appears he invoked in two of those situations in which he's trying to get help. So, you know, for a guy who's trying to, like I said, uh, pursue getting that elusive second contract in the NFL and is doing so behind the eight ball with the situation that arrived last year in the middle of the year, got him released from Kansas City. I don't know. Maybe this is the most wake-up call. I, I don't know. I, I, you hope that the guy figures it out. I would not blame the Browns one bit for looking at this and saying we had a zero-tolerance policy and we don't want you here anymore. But I understand that there also wasn't anything of note that happened, at least legally or anything like that. So who knows what they will do. We will wait for the coming weeks to hear how those conversations went. It says... As far as I know that the Browns reached out and had a conversation with Kareem, it doesn't sound like they want to give a comment on any of that stuff, and nobody else seems to have a comment on it either. So we may not hear another word about it, but it did happen. There are videos of conversations with police being had. So um, noteworthy, uh, although not noteworthy, I guess, is the way to put it. So I would not expect the Browns to be moving any running backs anytime soon, <clears throat> Duke Johnson, and that's okay. They're in a position that they don't have to do any of that stuff. So... No news, I guess, would have been good news, but this news is not the worst news. Go watch Miles Garrett box jumping over single buildings. Go watch Larry Ogunjobi squat 800 pounds. Jarvis Landry's running routes again out in California. Baker Mayfield's a few days away from being married. He's out in California with Najoku and then Odell Beckham. They're all out there. There's good videos to be found of those guys working out to get you pumped up for the season. So that stuff is there. That stuff is out there too. All the positive things. Fill your life with positivity, folks. That's what's most important at the end of the day. Hope that you're doing that. Hope that you are enjoying the summer. I know we are doing such in our household as often as we possibly can. As swimming, zoo, trips here in Columbus, frequent uh, frequent trips for us. So, you know, Browns news is slow. We're, we're ticking closer to camp. We will address some of those things as we get um, you know, closer to camp, some big questions that need answers. We'll jump back into wide receiver discussion next week. But I wanted to take a break this week to talk about a fun topic, that in which is one of my favorite things ever, from my childhood to my young adulthood into my adulthood, video games, specifically sports video games. And we are going to bring on a guest who I think you guys will really enjoy, talk about the changes to Madden 20, talk about the Browns. We're going to jump over with Andre Weingarten in just a second. All right, guys, welcome back in. I'm excited to bring on uh, a guest who, his work I appreciate. His work is in a field I've for a long time loved. I, I played video games my entire life. I have uh, played NCAA. I played Madden religiously when I was growing up. Some of my first memories were taking NCAA dynasties, taking draft classes, putting them in Madden. Every kid my age probably in the, what, the 25 to 35 range has done all the same thing so i was pumped i i played the the demo or the beta as they should say of madden 20 and i think they put out a fantastic game this year i'm not blowing smoke it's a really good game um so i'm excited to have on andre andre weingarten andre how are you man i'm doing quite well thank you so much for having me 
Yeah, absolutely. If you guys aren't following Andre, you should be. He's at Moonlight Swami on Twitter. Um, he's the associate franchise and gameplay designer for Madden and EA Sports, the dream job, as I would call it, roster and ratings focus too. Andre, let's uh, let's start here, man. I- I'm interested how somebody comes across this job, how you how you go from maybe what you studied in college. Give give everybody, if you can, like a little background on what got you to this role, this kind of dream role. Well, it's it's a winding story i'll start with that um so i was actually someone who just made youtube videos um studying to be a sports management major that that was my career path that still is in the cards down the road and i man i i was making youtube videos and i started making wish list videos you know my focus was sports overall i was playing madden mlb the show a little bit of nba 2k for a while and I wanted to get better at broadcasting because I wasn't positive if I wanted to go into broadcasting or sports management, but I ended up on the sports management path. And making those wish list videos, I was approached by the community manager for MLB The Show when I was at Hofstra back when in 2014, so I was 19 at the time. Um, and he wanted me to bring me down and and talk about the talk about the game, you know, play test a little bit, give my feedback. And kind of take those wishlist videos to that next level. So about a year later, I personally reached out to the community manager for Madden. And I said, hey, you know, I've been a huge fan of Madden since 2002. Love football. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I've been making wishlist videos. Here's my channel. I'd love to get involved with your Game Changer program. Game Changer program basically being a community consultant program where people in the community, influencers are invited to play test, to provide their feedback as representatives of the community, and then make videos to help inform the public um, through their various influencer channels. Um, Andrew Johnson, the community manager at the time, responded, brought me in. Uh, two years later, I got a job offer from uh, Clint Oldenburg, the, <laughs> the gameplay designer. I believe he's the head gameplay designer right now, uh, senior gameplay designer. And the rest is history. I started back in April of 2018 and I got converted over to full time after one year as a contractor, uh, in April, 2019. And here I am. You know, it's fascinating to me that, that people don't, um, you know, when they hear your role kind of, they don't understand what you do. Like, is there a lot, there's a lot, I know this because I follow you and I've had interaction with you, but there's like a lot of film study that you guys do. Like, it's not, well, it looks like Melvin Gordon had the fourth most rushing yards in the NFL last year and he had this many 20-yard uh, plus carries, so he's probably got pretty good. Like, you guys watch a lot of film and a lot of thought process goes into these ratings, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very involved process. Um, talking about rookie ratings specifically, we... Uh, <laughs> We comb a lot of film because you have to basically identify every single trait on a player to help kind of get a gauge of who they are. And, you know, these guys have not done it against NFL competition. So you have to adjust based on the level of competition that they're facing. Um, You know, we always put into account games against high level competition more than others because, you know, low level competition, you'll still see traits, but you want to see them in conflict, right? You want to see an offensive lineman deal with a pass rusher who has a diverse skill set rather than just someone who is blindly charging ahead because he's fast. 
And you might not see that if you're facing someone who is maybe an FCS level guy or even a maybe group of five player. But if you're facing an FBS player and maybe it's a power five, maybe an Alabama, a Clemson, you know that they're going to have a little different technique to them. And you really want to see how they hold up, you know, pressure situations, things like that. So we go through all the tape, emphasize that a little bit more and then we basically start going to work on assigning those ratings out. So it's there's a lot that goes into this thing. So it's it is it's focusing on those you know rookies. We're going to talk rookies right now, guys. If you don't know, rookie ratings were released um, about middle of the month. The rest of the roster ratings should be released. I'm sure some things will trickle out. Um, but yeah, rest of the rest of the roster. Were there. And I really wanted to pull Andre to talk about the Browns roster. Um, just sort of. Let's do this. Let's ask, let me ask you this first. Like, what are the core differences? So someone has played Madden their entire life, has stopped playing the past few years. What would be the biggest reason to come back? What gameplay franchise differences are they going to see this year? So I think the biggest thing that you're going to see in general is the Superstar X Factor abilities. Um, we, we did it twofold this year, right? The first thing we did was we stretched the ratings on every player in the league. We really wanted to separate out guys at the top from the rest of the pack, really make those elite players feel differently. And I think there's a lot of different ways that we did that. First off, with the ratings. So we kind of left the elite players alone. We might have moved them up a little bit. But then we started taking all the guys below them and moved them down a bit. We just had too many guys clumped together. We didn't use enough of our rating range, and we got clearance to do that this year. Um, That took about a month consistently between two people, myself and Dustin Smith, the other part of our uh, roster and ratings team. He is the head of it. He's been doing it for five years. Um, And it was just, you know, you can imagine a full month dedicated to only that combing through 3000 players uh, to get that going. And after that, we really, after separating them out, we added abilities and the abilities were kind of the signature skills that each of these players possess and these skills are different than others because they aren't just random dice rolls necessarily they are really behavioral they they alter the way these guys play and you actively have to keep an eye on them Uh, whether it be a guy who is an enforcer who's going to just absolutely you know light you up over the middle of the field a harrison smith or it's a khalil mack who's going to just whip an offensive lineman off the edge as quickly as you know you can blink whatever it may be these guys for the first time in probably a long time are players that you have to take into account or they're going to wreck your game yeah i think i think that's what's most interesting to me is that um you know over the years leading up to i would say last year it was like the players that were sort of middle tier sometimes felt the same as players who were those elite guys. So that's why when I saw you guys were putting in some of these X factors and different tradeability things, I thought this is fascinating because, you know, some somebody like you said, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack should play different than Emmanuel Ogba. Like there should be a clear difference yes. there. And it should, every time I take a snap, I should have to set my back to his side if I'm keeping him in a pass protect. Like those are little strategy-based things that you need to consider all the time. So I found it fascinating. I think the community, Madden community, will find it fascinating. Let's talk Brown specifically. What, Andre, what guys can you give us details on that have some of those X-Factor abilities? I can't give you those. I mean, we do have the listing. So I I guess, you know what, no, actually, we we have posted it. 
I believe we have actually posted. So I can talk about that a little bit. Let me pull up the the list. Uh, it is the Superstar X Factor list that we have published. Okay. All right. So we have tracked down this elusive list. As you know, Andre has people that care whether he shares proprietary information. Got to make sure we're cleared. So we have gone through and looked at things that have been released. So Baker Mayfield, what does he have for us, Andre? So Baker Mayfield has two abilities at launch. They are Roaming Deadeye and Last Ditch. Uh, Roaming Deadeye is the ability to throw perfect accuracy or Deadeye accuracy on throws outside the pocket when there's no pressure, seat or, uh, feet are set. And Last Ditch is the ability to get rid of the ball while being sacked. You get the ball out of your hand, maybe even accurately get it out of your hand. Uh, Mayfield is really fun and I want to preface it by saying this is all on the front end, so it's in play now. Um, it's an online head-to-head. Franchise will have slightly different abilities, things like that, uh, across the board. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Gotcha. So, Roaming Deadeye, he has to have his feet set out of the pocket or he can be on the move? Has to have feet set uh, outside the pocket. Gotcha. Um, good. That's That's good. Browns have a quarterback with some... Superstar traits there. Looks like Nick Chubb also has one as well. Yes, he has armbar, the ability to perform more powerful stiff arm animations. Um, obviously, he's rated well in stiff arm, but he gets the the quality animations to go with it. It doesn't alter the success rate, but it alters the appearance and the the speed of it, etc. The you know. Gotcha. Odell's the most proven over a long period of time superstar. He gets uh, quite a few here. What does he have? Yes, he is one of two X-Factors on the Cleveland Browns. And he has whew, he, <laughs> he has some pretty That's impressive why they traded abilities. For him, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. He has some really impressive abilities. Um, he has Rack'em Up, which is good for plays after the catch using the, the Rack button. Um, he has Jukebox, which is the same thing as Armbar, but for juking animations. And he has Grab and Go, which is probably my favorite um, of all of the abilities in our game this year, period. Uh, basically, the speed of his jukes and the ability to change direction and turn the corner, he doesn't lose any speed. And he turns even faster than he would normally on any play that that is a rack catch. Uh, rack catch or standard catch. So if you don't possession, you don't aggressive that's what he can do, and it is, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he's deadly in the beta, man. It was fun to play with him. Um, Miles Garrett looks like he gets a couple of uh, a couple things here, which, you know, if you saw his workout videos today, they make sense. What are those? <laughs> uh, he has, he's also an X-Factor. He gets the Unstoppable Force X-Factor ability along with Edge Threat and Power Specialist. So we'll start off with the uh, the Power Specialist, which... Basically, it's more power move based, right? Edge threat, elite pass rushers are a mix of strength, speed, tenacity. When they enter the zone, their abilities increase their win rate and block shed speed against one-on-one pass blockers. That's for unstoppable force, but edge threat and power specialists are basically pass rush style moves that give him edges over competition, either faster timers or different animations in those areas to go along with his very high ratings. Absolutely. And last Denzel Ward gets one I think is pretty accurate for him. Yeah, he's an acrobat, all right. Gives him the ability to dive with increased range to defend the ball in the air. Yeah, uh, Also like gives him the chance to make more diving catches as well. 
I did notice that. I noticed he made a couple of ridiculous plays there when uh, when I was playing a couple weeks ago. So I like it. That's a good group. There's some guys who have potential to jump up, um, and, and they will. And those things, like you said, I think those things can be fluid throughout the year if somebody takes off, right? Yep, absolutely. Gotcha. We can add, subtract, alter, all sorts of things. It, it wouldn't be in a straight-up roster update, but it will be something that we can do throughout the year. Gotcha. Now let's talk real quick. You, you, you focus a lot on franchise. What's different in that realm? So the first thing that I would say is we added the X-Factor abilities, right? That is probably the most influential thing that is happening to franchise, and rookies are also eligible to gain superstar and X-Factor abilities over the course of a season. If they have a superstar or X-Factor dev trait, then it is hidden. So you know that you have someone special but you don't know how special. And the way to find out, you have to play a certain amount of snaps with them to unlock their abilities. So you don't know what their abilities are, you don't know what their dev trade is until you play a certain amount of snaps and you familiarize yourself with these players. Fascinating. And people can like put those in draft classes and stuff like that too? Yes, absolutely. Oh, and nice. uh, the progression system for those types of things is all tied to archetype. So the abilities that you unlock are tied to whatever archetype your player is. If a player changes archetypes, he'll be able to then access different abilities in, in theory. And that's kind of how we set that up for existing quarterbacks because quarterbacks can get five passive abilities and an X factor if they're an X factor, while other players can only get two passive abilities and an X factor. Hmm. Uh, for, for existing quarterbacks, like Baker Mayfields of the world, if he becomes an X factor at any point during your franchise, we have already mapped out every single ability that he will unlock up until he gets to whatever uh, overall rating threshold we have for those unlocks. So one of my favorites is a little bit of a spoiler, Lamar Jackson on the Ravens. I know Brown's podcast talking about the Ravens. (laughs) If Lamar Jackson progresses to a 95 as a superstar X factor, he will unlock perfect passing on the run. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I mean, that's logical, right? Yeah. Right. If, if he gets to that point, that should be his primary strength, right? All the way down that road. You'd ha- he'd have to be a 95 to get it. So you would say that by that point, if he, in, in whatever world you're in, whether it's this one or the virtual one, if he got to a point where he was an elite level quarterback, his throw on the run should probably be one of his best traits. Yeah. Being absolutely. such a mobile quarterback. So so we, we planned it out that way. We basically said, well, if this guy's progressing, where is he going to progress? How is he going to do it? You, if you use Baker Mayfield and get him to X-Factor, you're going to love what he has in store. I can promise you that. I promise Browns fans are going to be trying to do that. We've gone through some games with some tough Browns rosters, so this is like the payoff. I'd, lo- I'd love to know the numbers, <laughs> what, what EA Sports does with Madden selling-wise and just the Cleveland market. That would be fun to look at. Um, any other <laughs> franchise uh, additions there that you want to chat about? Uh, yes, we have, uh, we have the Scenario Engine. That's a really big one. It is a system of little – it's basically to make the world more interactive. We have – text messages as our primary source of communication for year one of the scenario engine where a defensive coordinator or a reporter will reach out to you and say, hey, you know, in in one instance, you're facing Khalil Mack this week. What are you going to do about it? You know, are we going to game plan against him? How are we going to go about it? 
And based on your answers and your successes, different things will trigger. We have all sorts of different scenarios that can trigger. Um, I can't get into too many details, but we'll have consistent support for it, both at launch and post-launch to continuously add content. And it's a way to try and make the universe more alive. Um, like I said, this is year one. We have a lot of plans in store for it. So hopefully that, uh, you know, you guys enjoy it and can see the vision that we're laying forward for this system. It's it can be really fun if we uh, we hit everything that we're we're aiming for. Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it from actually getting hands on the game and noticing that when you play franchise mode. Yeah, it is more interactive. How are we going to stop this guy? What are we going to do game plan wise? You have an actual game plan going into games, which is fun, which is how it should feel. Um, yep. Yeah, let's let's talk Browns rookies real quick. That's really the last uh, leg of what I wanted to catch on because that's the one thing we can talk about. Um, yep. Yeah, run through them with me. I know I, re- I mentioned I sent you sent me the article the other day. Greedy's a seventy three. Where does the rest of the class kind of shake out? So next up we have Sione Takitaki coming in as a seventy overall left outside linebacker. Sheldrick Redwine is a sixty six overall free safety. I know he's a more fluid player that you could consider a free, a, a strong, even a nickel at mm-hmm. times. Um, Austin Seibert, sixty six overall, definitely is going to compete for that kicking job. Uh, Drew Forbes really kind of rose up boards late, comes in at 64 overall with 87 strength. And strength is really good for a run blocker. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mac Wilson, 64 overall. Wyatt Ray, 62. Donnie Lewis Jr., 61. And David Blow, 48. (laughs) Mr. Blau. Oh, man. Good guy. Um, so, yeah, this is this is fascinating. The Browns didn't have a first-round pick. That first-round pick is a wide receiver they have now. Um, those rookie rankings, you know, these things are fluid, guys. They These things come and go with the season. They will, uh, you know, they'll update those things or decrease based on how much guys are playing, if they're playing well, if they're playing poorly. I just will say this before we let Andre go. It is It feels different this year in terms of, from just somebody who's played football throughout their entire life and stayed involved with football, it had felt robotic in years past, and I don't feel that sense anymore. Things have shifted by the physics side of things. The tackling feels very realistic. The sort of how you go through with the quarterback, like Baker Mayfield's wide 80, like how he sounds is authentic. They've done a great job in incorporating specific quarterback styles. So when you feel like... Yeah, with you throwing with Aaron Rodgers feels different than towing with Tom Brady or, you know, with Baker throwing with Lamar. It just it feels right. And that's really what you want. The core of these things is how does it play? The dressing that goes with it, the franchise stuff that I love, a lot of people love. It's great, but you want to feel like the game feels right when you play it. And I was really excited to play with the Browns. It's an exciting group. Um, and it will be extremely fun for you guys when you get your hands on it. When is Andre release date pre? There's like an early release and then the real release. When are those things? I believe the actual release date is 725. I think that is when EA Access is coming out. Um, then the actual launch date is August 2nd. Gotcha. Well, guys, get your hands on that game it is going to be one that if i've had many people i i put up stuff on my twitter account during the beta weekend about how it feels what it plays like i was in contact with andre but a lot of you jumped into my mentions and said hey man i haven't played in a while is it worth my time to play again because sometimes it can feel like these things just sort of go over and over again and this feels different i felt like this was the best game and i'm not afraid to say it hopefully it still feels that way when the real thing comes out i'm sure it will but it felt like the most authentic football game i've played since 
um, you know, NFL 2K5, which is like legendary status in the video game <laughs> football world. So I loved it. I hope hope you guys too, uh, you know, love it too, and 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 give Andre some love, man. Follow him on Twitter again. That's at Moonlight Swami. Any uh, any other anecdotes to throw at us before we split? <laughs> well, I, I do want to reiterate that Grady Williams being a 73 is actually very good this year for what a rookie is, and even 70 for Sione is pretty darn good. Um, just as a reference point, guys like Kyler Murray. 73 overall Titus Howard first round pick another guy 67 overall Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a different scale this year comparing guys between different positional groups is always tough because the formulas are very different Um, someone like Taki Taki is almost at a disadvantage being a linebacker because of the way that we have our coverage ratings guys do not get above a 90 I think at the very peak of coverage ratings and because of that you have a lower number that's going to be factored into the overall formula so 70 for a linebacker is actually quite good Um, one of the examples was Devin White is I think the 42nd best middle linebacker at 74 I mean so that's starter caliber Kyler Murray at 73 is the 32nd best that is starter caliber so I mean, you know, that's that's the extent. So when you see guys that are lower this year, don't get discouraged. They're going to, you know, we we altered our progression system and our regression system as well to help account for this. So guys are going to get ramped up the lower overall they are faster than in years past. And you're going to have a little bit more of a winding road the higher you go. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a really fun year. We have a lot of fun playing it internally, and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Good stuff, Andre. I appreciate it. Again, that's Andre Weingarten, guys. Uh, again, follow him, Twitter, at Moonlight Swami. You're going to get all sorts of updates. You're going to get everything you need to know about Madden. I hope you guys love this game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to get it on the 25th. Um, yeah, this this has been fun, Andre. I appreciate you giving me some time, buddy, and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in contact leading up to uh, football season and throughout, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Of course, brother. Um, guys, so yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna send you off into Fourth of July here, Fourth of July weekend. Stay safe, have a good time. Um, you know, spend time with your family. We enjoy you listening to Browns Film Breakdown. If you have any other uh, requests, questions, any of the above, shoot them to me. Uh, Andre can always get to those questions too. If I don't know the answer to them, we're always looking for interactivity on this thing, as you know. So again, enjoy your holiday weekend and go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.